All right, welcome back to your favorite Tuesday podcast. Again, a lot on the docket this week after a big episode last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we are dressed up, Jack and I, in studio for the for the audio listeners who can't see us. We have our award show attire on, so if you want to check that out early before the award show drops, definitely head over to YouTube right now. But Jack, on the agenda today, we are going to start with having Sawyer Bean on virtually. Yep, um, we're good gonna interview, interview him. with him. Yes, regarding the trade that went down last week between him and Brendan Zerlag. Jack and I will then give our thoughts on the deal overall and our uh, overall analysis on the future for both those franchises. And then we're going to get into Whiff of the Week, a little Q of the Day segment. Q of the Day is coming back by popular demand. With a twist. With a twist. With a little <laughs> twist, for sure. And then we will wrap up with our NFL analysis. Got a lot of comments from all you guys, and I appreciate all the Lions support we saw from other fan bases, yes, too. Yes, absolutely. Which is very cool. So definitely appreciate all those comments, and Jack and I will give our sense on the last four games of the weekend. Yeah, it's a time travel pod, too. Classic time travel pod. Going Strap everywhere. Strap in. You guys better buckle up. Yeah, buckle up be all this over. One. Buckle up. But this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. And today, to start things off, I am joined virtually by both my co-host, Jack Agner, as well as Sawyer Bean, who has been the talk of the MLW town as of these last two weeks. And Sawyer, I want to start with you and just uh, walk me through what's been going through your head these last two weeks with the trade going down, all the comments flooding in, with you being on the receiving end of everything. So what's that been like for you? Well, first off, Tom, I just wanted to say I am so back, dude. Like I am I'm so back, I'm forward. Like that's how back I am. I don't think you understand the level of back that I am. I just wanted to say that, that just to get that out of the way. But no, I'm really excited about this trade. Uh you know, as someone who's known about it since probably October, I'm really excited that it's that I get to talk to people about it now and it's it's official. So, but yeah, overall excited for the new opportunity with the Gators and uh, yeah, it's going to be a great season in 2024. So you mentioned obviously there that you've known about this since October. Um, I take it that's when you first heard of the trade. Was it something that was kind of initiated by you or uh, did Drew sort of come to you with this trade idea? How did it all shake out? So I think the... uh, I actually talked with Baron about this after SoFi Be- just because of like certain things that happened in the world series that I've, I know I've talked to Tom about this. I'm not sure if I've told you about this, Jack, but I've never said this on a podcast before, but cause the world series at SoFi, it was a two day thing. And because we didn't have time to finish the third game, uh, the first three innings of game three were played on one day. And then the second day was the extra innings portion and as many people know, I was pitching in that game three. And as a rookie, you know, you look for guidance and all that stuff. And but you also like look for people to have confidence, especially if you're pitching in the World Series in a game that you you have to win. And at that time, it was tied. And before I'm about to pitch in game three, extra innings of the World Series, Drew comes up to me and I thought he was going to like say some words of encouragement for me. But he says, uh, if you put two guys on, no outs. I'm pulling you and I don't want you to pitch to Jimmy Norp. That was the first and only thing he told me before I pitched in the world series. So, and I was talking to Baron about that. And I, I told Baron cause we would carpool cause we're both from Grand Rapids and we were coming back from the airport uh, the day we got back from SoFi and I'm talking to him about it. 
And I said, dude, if Drew pulls some stuff like that again next year, I'm, I'm requesting a trade. I'm not, I, I'm not playing under a captain who I personally felt didn't believe in me. So that's kind of when it started. But I think trade talks really started to heat up around uh, when, my, when the Cobras were in St. Louis and that third game. Uh, I don't know. I know some people have discussed it, but uh, like that that game where Drew benched uh, me and Baron in a game where he said that we were just going to be playing for fun. And I get that he was trying to get uh, Chris and Gus out there, but it didn't make a lot of sense for me after we won the first game of the day why he couldn't have why we couldn't have done that for game two and then put a because game game three was the night game that the most people were at. So I don't understand why stuff like that happened. And then a week or two goes by and Drew texts me about me being traded for Jorgensen before the fifth slate of the year. And it didn't go through, but apparently like people had known about it for like a month, but it just hadn't gotten proposed until two days before the Gators last series of the year. So obviously it didn't go through, but I told Drew that I'd be open to that trade possibly uh, in the off season. But then uh, going into Going into the Predator series, this is just something that as a as someone who's played sports for a long time and someone who's um, been around baseball, I've never played baseball, but I've my dad's coached it. So I've been around my brother's team a lot like that. And just being an athlete growing up, like if you if you're the best player on a team or if you're the better player on a team or if you're playing better than someone on that team, you deserve more playing time. And so I was the only pitcher on our team who had any wins that year. I'm the only pitcher I'm the only pitcher on the Cobras who got I had all the Cobras wins basically. And so I expected going into the Predator series, I'm the only pitcher on the team with wins. I've been pitching the best out of everyone. I, I like I felt like I deserved the start against the Predators. And Baron got the start in game 1. So I was like, you know what? Okay, you know, Baron Baron had this last year against the Preds, so They'll go with him. But then he lost that game. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm going in game two. And Drew went right back to him. So I was like, okay, I guess. Like, I was kind of taken aback by that. It kind of, And at that point, I was like, I guess Drew really doesn't trust me in these big-time situations, I guess. I, get, I don't understand why. But I was getting frustrated. So then we lost game two. So I obviously knew it was coming up after game three uh, in St. Louis. Drew was going to pitch himself. <laughs> and I, I walked up to Drew, but I walked up to Drew right before he uh, even made his, his decision. I said, I was like, Drew, listen, I know we're already out of it and I know what you're thinking, but it, let's not make this last game a joke. Let's at least try to go out with a sense of pride. You know, like that's something because I've been on losing teams playing hockey many times and like I've played in consolation games or whatever, and you still want to win those because you still want to like leave with a sense of pride and you know not lose. And Drew goes out there. I don't even remember how many runs the Preds put on the board, but he walks. I think he got out of the inning or something. And either way, I'm going and pitching, and we were already we were already way out of the game. Like so, so it seems it in, seems uh, like you got this uh, this this chip on your shoulder here, and you're saying you're so back, you're so back. I want you to elaborate into what you really mean by I'm back now. And what sort of role do you want to take now on the Gators, your new squad? Well, like I said, because I'm so I'm so back. Uh, <laughs> part of the reason I felt like 
So I'm you're just so giving ammunition to the haters if the I season to... doesn't go well. But I absolutely love it. He's all in, doubling down. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm doubling down, man. I'm all in on this, and I want that ammunition. I love that hate. I love it when they talk smack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that, what's that's what makes me feel better. But no, because like last year, I tried so hard as a pitcher to earn that number one role, and I felt like I did the best I could to deserve it, especially being the only pitcher on the Cobras who even had a win. I felt like I earned it, but I felt like Drew just wouldn't, didn't want to give me that chance or anything like that. So that's the other thing I wanted to say, because I've been reading through all your comments and stuff. I've been reading through all the comments and stuff over these posts and stuff saying, oh, it's rigged. It's something to help the Gators. But in reality, I was the one who wanted this trade to go through. I was the one who went up to Kyle and all that and requested it. So it's not rigged. MLW's not rigged. It was, it was me not wanting to be on the Cobras this coming season. But it was also like I felt like whenever I stepped on the mound, especially after the World Series and Drew telling me that you put two guys on, no outs, I'm pulling you. It just kind of, that didn't make me feel safe as a pitcher because that made me feel if I screw up in the smallest way once, I, I'm not pitching anymore. That's That's how it felt. So I think coming in and playing for the Gators, because uh, I talked to Cheatham a lot about it. Uh, he's just like, yeah, dude, you're going to come in. You're going to be our guy right away. Like, you're going to be the guy we look to. We're going we're gonna to support you. We're going to be behind you. We're not going to try to tell you to throw certain pitches at certain times. You know, we're just going to let you go out there, do you. And if it doesn't work out, you know, we're going to have your back no matter what. So that's what I'm actually looking forward to the most is going out there and being able to actually like not stress about if I mess up, I'm not going to, I'm my playing time's going to get cut or something like that. So that's something I'm really looking forward to, but also just the change of atmosphere and having the opportunity to really lead the team as, as a role player and as a ace pitcher, which is something I've been trying to do, especially last year. But I felt like I just couldn't do that on the Cobras, and I'm really excited to to do that on the Gators. Henceforth, that's why I'm I'm so back. I'm forward. And that's <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to say. So um, you're actually doing a really good job of answering all the questions that Tommy prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we without, could just actually knowing, let you keep going, and you might hit all the bullet points. Yeah, here. We, we we could just roll. <laughs> we could just roll here. I mean, you mentioned the the comments and and reading the comments. A lot of them are obviously directed at Drew. Um, I mean, do you feel like the the Cobras had any sort of positive benefit out of this trade, or was this was this just a really bad? You know, Drew's getting a lot of backlash. So, do you kind of agree with that backlash, or can you kind of see where Drew was coming from at all? If you're looking at chemistry, I do think that the Cobras did gain something in that trade, but. I, I don't want to say that they they lost in the trade because then it makes me sound super narcissistic or whatever. So I think they did gain a really good piece in chemistry because now that Sean, Zerlag, and Drew are all on that team, they're all close friends and stuff. So I think there were... It depends on what perspective you really look at it. So that's my so, opinion on it. Do you... I mean, you, you obviously seem very excited to be going to the Gators. I think that's pretty clear to the audience here, but... Uh, does it kind of worry you at all just the season that the Gators had last year um, performing, you know, for lack of better words, just very poorly compared to the rest of the league? Um, you're obviously very competitive, you know, want to win. Is that is that does that concern you at all? Or um, do you really feel like that's more of like a challenge that excites you? 
Uh, no. And the reason that it doesn't concern me is because I've played from someone who's played on both the Cobras and the and now is and has also played against the Gators because the Cobras we didn't play that great last year. We were the worst team in the AL. You know, record doesn't matter if you don't if you don't make the playoffs. You know, it doesn't like at the end of the day if you have the if you barely scrape into the playoffs and you go in to win the whole thing, re- or regular season record doesn't really matter. So, and then the other thing is how the team reacts when they're losing. And because when we played the Gators, they lost the overall series. They were fighting to the end. They were trying to win that game, no matter how far they were down. Like I'm pretty sure, like in one of the games I was pitching, uh, Baron had to come in because it was just so hot and I couldn't grip the ball. <laughs> Baron came in and closed out a game for me. So, but the Gators, they were still firing. They still wanted to come back and win. And I think that's what I'm excited to play on. Because when I played on the Cobras, if we were down by two or more runs coming into the third inning, half the team gave up because like Drew's the, like your manager is supposed to be the leader of your team emotionally and, and like all that. And when you, as a, as someone who I always want to win, no matter if we're down by 10 coming in with one out left, I'm still going to play. Like we have a shot to win this thing. That's, that's just who I am. That's how I like to play. You know, I don't like to play to not lose. I like to play to win. And I think that's the big difference between the Cobras and the Gators is when I played against the Gators and we were beating them, they were still playing to win. But whenever we were down on, on the Cobras last year, it was very obvious that I wouldn't say all of us, but I would definitely say Drew just because, and Drew's demeanor definitely affected the rest of the team. It was definitely, he was, it looked like he was playing to not lose. That's just kind of my perspective. But also, I wanted to go to the Gators. That was the one team I was, I requested the trade to is because that gives me a chance to really come and make an impact on the team. Because if I went to a team like the Diamondbacks or the Eagles or, a team that's good, like that was really good last year. I'm not going to make as big <laughs> shots of an impact, fired at the Gators, you know. <laughs> no, no, I feel it's you. not a shot at the Gators. No, wanna, it's, it's it's funny. It's fine. I want to, yeah, I want to go to a place where I'm going to make an impact and I can help. Tr- I want to be a part of the. I want to be a part of something that changes the team around. So I'm actually excited for this opportunity, and you know, I've talked with Cheatham, I've talked with Chadwick, talked to Jorgensen. They're excited about it. Um, Cheatham is really excited about it. And the one thing that actually kind of sh- strikes me, uh, on the right side, I guess, is immediately after the trade, I looked in my DMS and Cheatham sent me messages and he was like, yeah, dude, just when it starts warming up, I'll let you know, we're going to start getting some practices in. And that, that took, uh, that took me hungry, back for baby. a second because dude, I'm ready for it. But also like I never Cobras, I think before my first series as a Cobra ever, we had an op- I had an opportunity to do a practice, but ever since then there was nothing. So that's that's something that I'm looking forward to is uh is kind of a culture change as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, everything you said I I agree with, and I could tell you always wanted a bigger role, so I'm excited to see you get that opportunity. Um, in Drew's defense, and people are forgetting about this too. Is so yeah, we me and Jack talked about the vibes next week and how they're going to be high in the Cobras dugout, and Drew is a vibe guy. But uh, the Cobras do have the number two overall pick in this upcoming draft class. So Drew is really going to have to nail that one, I think, Jack, in order to uh, try to right this ship here and get things back on track because without the talent, the vibes don't do much, you know? Yeah, totally agreed. I mean, like we talked about or, or like you'll hear us talk about, vibes are key. It seems like from both parties, what I've gathered in this interview is that the vibes were not there in the Cobras dugout. I think we can all 
agree on that. So I think, um, you know, some people might say you, you, you could look at it from two sides, right? Some people might um, give Drew some backlash and say, hey, you did a bad job. Um, you know, you did a bad job managing this team and you let you let go a, a good player. Um, other people, you know, could say, well, he addressed the fact that the vibes weren't good and the vibes needed to be changed. Um, so, you know, we'll see as with all these trades that we discussed, right? Time will tell. Um, Sawyer, I think it is really cool. Definitely since you've come into the league, I think it's been obvious that you've wanted to take on a bigger role. I think you'll certainly have that with the Gators. Um, you know, obviously they struggled on the mound last year. So having a guy like you come in, uh, offer them something else, something a little bit more consistent, I think will, will definitely be a game changer for them. So I don't know. I feel I, I kind of, I don't know. We'll see. I like, I, I just based on your uh, feedback and reaction, I feel like both parties are happy, which we did say on the podcast is that both parties seem happy about this trade. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack, one trade I want to revisit that we did not discuss in the second half of this episode is I personally remember it was mixed feedback, but I also got a lot of flack when I traded Bonham for draft picks. Now, I think I got more mm-hmm. I think I got more back for Bonham in terms of I got two picks and I was hoping they'd be high picks and it ended up working out for me because you guys had another bad season mm-hmm. on the Magic that following year. But everyone was kind of saying similar things to me that they were saying to Drew, like, why is Tommy getting rid of one of his best players, his best arm, whatever, whatever. And it, it did kind of work out for me. So, like you said, time will tell and it's hard. And I do think that maybe Drew could have fought for more in this trade or maybe tried to get additional picks or another player or something. It's hard. You know, it's a, it's the league's not that big, so you don't have that many options or teams to turn to. But in terms of, mm-hmm. it seems like, Sawyer, you weren't too happy with the situation. I think Drew recognized that and understood that he can make both you happier and get something for you. Did he get enough? Time will tell. He did get a guy he wanted to play with. But in terms of Drew's management, I think a lot of Cobra fans over the years have been frustrated with how certain things have gone. Even though people ride and die with Drew, there's definitely been frustrating moments. So this draft is definitely very important, I think, for the Cobras and the Cobras fan base. Yeah, 100%. I think like you you nailed it when you said... You nailed it when you said that Drew has to nail this pick. Because <laughs> um, if he does and he gets you know a stud pitcher and the Cobras bounce back, you know, make the playoffs, maybe make some noise in the playoffs, people will forget about this slander against him you know, know that they that they have been that we've been seeing in the comments people will forget about that yeah it's um and vice versa if he drafts a kid who you know maybe doesn't show up to all the series or um doesn't perform how he expects i could see it raining harder on drew unfortunately you know i i could see that happening so i i agree i think this is uh in in the career of drew davis's drew davis's management um, if he's really had to execute on one thing, I think it's going to be this draft pick. <laughs> well, that's just the reality of sports too, Jack. I mean, look at all the QBs and the coaches in the NFL over the last month that have just gotten absolutely blasted on Twitter for even little things. People just oh, want yeah. to see their teams win. It's it's reality. When you're a manager, if things don't go right, people are going to be calling for your head. It's I mean, I dealt with it this year with I mean, the whole Preston Grant thing and us not winning and you guys winning. It's just part of the game. It makes it also fun, you know, put some pressure on you. I mean, think about, you know, maybe maybe if we have time, we'll talk a little bit of playoff ball that we watched oh, yeah. this weekend. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, 
take take the Texans and the Panthers, right? The Panthers take Bryce Young, and they have the season that they had this year. Um, everyone, you know, it seemed like everyone was kind of sleeping on C.J. Stroud. Um, he ends up just being phenomenal. I mean, he's like a, a top ten quarterback basically in his rookie year, um, and that's like that that decision shaped the entire the entirety of both of those franchises, right? Their yeah. future was so that hard. was on that one decision that was made by the Panthers. So, um, yeah, it, like we said, time will tell. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, Sawyer, one last question while you, while we still have you here, kind of a fun one, but something that I think about a lot as a player is when you get traded or when you're entertaining being traded, like you said, last fall, um, are you thinking about how am I going to look in the Gators colors and the Gators uniform, the Gators hat? Has that crossed your mind yet? <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. Um, I don't think it's going to be that weird for me. Uh, I have worn navy blue quite a bit because that used to be uh, a color of one of my old uh, travel hockey teams. But you know, the teal—that's gonna—that's gonna be a new color. But you know, I think I look pretty good in those in their in their gator whites. I think I, I think I'm gonna look pretty pretty solid. And uh, I'm just yeah, I'm. I don't know how the fans are gonna take it though. Because, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like t- a lot of fans are just used to seeing me in that Cobra Red. And I think uh, seeing me in some uh, Gator Blue and Teal is going to be a little bit of a change for them. But I'm excited for it. No, but this, know, this, really is exciting. To- this is exciting because we've had a lot of uh, player for pick trades in the last two, three seasons, but not a lot of player to player or like an existing player to a new squad. So I love this for, for you. And I think it's a cool opportunity for you to make a name for yourself a little bit in this league here. And and no no player for manager trades in in past. Yeah, this is also a first player for manager. Good good point to bring up, Jack. <laughs> well, Sawyer, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you wanted to share some thoughts. Another player, uh, shocker, who wants to share some thoughts. We already said Jimmy does. Jimmy, we're going to get you on. I promise. Eventually, um, Drew Davis. Drew Davis wants to be on the pod. Wanted to be on this week. Couldn't make it work with scheduling. Um, so if all goes well, we should have Drew. To defend himself on the mic next week, which should be a pleasure and, and must listen to podcasting. So, uh, oh, yeah. looking forward to that. But Sawyer, yeah, thanks again. Appreciate it. One one last thing I wanted to add right before oh, yeah. I uh, Get it out. head out of here. There's no hard feelings on Drew personally. I wanted to just put that out. I feel I feel like I kind of sound a little harsh. Uh, I'm super grateful for him for drafting me and all that. It's just last year and the World Series thing. It kind of just was a personal thing and. I just felt like I couldn't grow as a player on the Cobras anymore. So that I just that was something I just wanted to clear. But uh I'll see you guys uh see you guys in a, in a few months when I'm a gator. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> All right. We'll All see right. you soon, we'll dude. See you soon. Chomp sorry. chomp, man. Chomp chomp. See you guys. Baby. Chomp chomp. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
All right. Thank you very much to Sawyer Bean for that interview. Uh, Jack, just you and I now back in studio. A little time travel. Love um, it. We're on Saturday now talking about this before the actual Sawyer interview, but I want to just hear your thoughts, reactions, uh, initial overall take on this trade between Sawyer and Zerlag, Cobras and the Gators. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you guys heard that interview, um, but I, I was a little shocked by the trade, okay, uh, I will you? say. Um, number one, just being the fact that I think, you know, Sawyer was a big contributor to the Cobras. You know, he was a, a key piece to their bullpen, especially with Drew kind of taking a backseat more, mm-hmm. um, stepping away from being as much in the pitching spotlight. Um, felt like, you know, it, it again, we kind of talked on the last uh, podcast, like it's just odd having like a manager trade himself. So yes. like that part of it was weird. I um, agree. I think that, you know, it's tough to say right now, like who exactly won the trade because it seems like Drew has some some plans in the draft and some people that he's going after. Doesn't he always though? Yeah, it, uh, he does. He does. Um, it's also really funny how it's come full circle. We got to show the clip of uh, Drew, you know, making the original trade with the Gators mm-hmm. and then saying they're not going to win and then they win and then now he's actually playing with Sir Lad, That is which funny. Is, I didn't which is really think about funny. that. What's up? Drew, we got a situation for you. This is Kyle. All right, what's up? All right, Zerlag, let him hear it. Do you agree with that? We get your sixth pick in this 2020 draft that you will have our first pick in the 2021 draft. Yes. Wow. That's big news, Drew. I'll be happy when the, when the Gators win zero games again this year. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so that's an all-time moment. Not talked about enough. I feel like right. It, it <laughs> was an all-time moment. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's a very interesting trade. Um, I would have thought that the Gators would have tried to go after some picks in some way more, um, mm-hmm. but they get Sawyer, who's you know a young guy. He can pitch. Um, he's shown ability to hit. Um, I think you know he's got to continue to develop more. But uh, I think both sides kind of got what they wanted. Well said. At the end yeah. there, I think you're right. Both sides did get what they want. Uh, despite the fans being talking about how this is a huge win for the Gators and Drew made a massive mistake, both sides are happy, yeah. which is always good in a trade. Yes. Um, Talent-wise, I agree with you that I think on the surface, the Gators did win this trade. I think Sawyer right now brings more talent to the table than Zerlag does. Mm-hmm. And I was once very, very high on Sawyer, actually. I um, considered going after him myself. Just the way he finished the 2022 season, his rookie year, he was hitting the ball just as good as anybody, mm-hmm. really, um, in big games, too, his postseason games late in the regular season. Pitching had a lot of potential. He's very drop-ball heavy, which is not where you want to be. But for a rookie, I was like, this kid's got it. You know, right. First year, he's really starting to develop fast. So he, I, he was on my board as a guy I would have loved to have gotten. And um, other guys were like, ah, I don't know. He swings at too many balls, whatever, whatever. So last year, that kind of came into... That came into play a little bit because yeah. he did strike out a lot last yes. year and swung out a lot of balls up and out of the zone in bad counts. You guys don't see that. You don't see every pitch, but there was times Jack at the Meadows when he was up, you know, 2-0 in a count or 2-1 in a count, and then would chase a riser up and out of the zone. It's like, you can't be doing that. Yep. So there's still some work to be done. However, he's passionate. You know, he loves the game, and he at one point was pretty darn good, and he's played good in tournaments. He's he's gritty. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. got a lot of drive in him, so I like that. Zerlag, on the other hand, I don't think is as talented, like I said, right now. He was on the come up there in 2021. I think that was his best year I mentioned in last week's episode. 
So once again, I think the potential is there. He played baseball at a high level, played varsity baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had more drive and more passion and more of a will to win, he could be better. And yeah. I, and I hope that this does that for him. You guys also haven't really heard yet or hasn't been talked about yet how Zerlag and Sean Flynn are good buddies. Right. So this is a great fit for Zerlag. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why he wanted to make the move. I was going to say, um, I think, you know, a change of uh, not like the, not like the other guys on the Gators, you know, weren't friends with Zerlag, but mm-hmm. I think the fresh environment, the new scene will be good for him. That's something I think that doesn't get talked about as much when everybody sees the trade online and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like Zerlag for being like, that's yeah. totally unfair. Well, you also have to consider kind of like, some of the, you know, we talk about chemistry all the time. And I feel like there were probably some considerations there with this move that, sure, maybe Zerlag didn't have the stats, but mm-hmm. um, he really fits what Drew wants to build with the Cobras. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, on the flip side, that might have not, he might not have seen Sawyer as like fitting in terms of like, you know, the chemistry, what he wanted on the team. So I think that all, sometimes might get, overlooked i'm not saying that's what it was but it's possible mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see how you know on the flip side how sawyer fits in with the with I the agree. gators yeah um because they must you know they must think that he's going to come in and probably be their ace which i think is like you said because he's so drop ball heavy um is a little bit like risky like you know they, they do have other guys that can pitch so we'll see if they kind of go through almost like a three-man rotation yeah. it depends we'll see what Cheatham can do um but yeah I don't know because Sawyer I think to be an ace will have to really put in a lot of time and develop a lot more pitches because that drop ball is so is so violent that like even like the small differences in the ball from mm-hmm. one game to the other can like make a difference in control and so just for consistency purposes I think he he will have to you know really put in some time to like continue developing his arsenal which i think he will i think he will he has already and i think he will yeah and he's young too right so he i mean he's got time to to grow and develop more yeah on the uh the cobra's chemistry side of the conversation they're kind of they're an all-over team at least they were before so you guys know drew you guys have seen drew for many years now and he's i don't know what do you call him he's a wild card he's a wild card he's a wild card card. great great thing to say Whereas Baron is a very reserved guy, mm-hmm. very, very reserved, quiet guy, keeps to himself. Sean is kind of like the locker room guy, always upbeat and smiling. And then Chris Baranowski is similar to his brother, very quiet and reserved. And then you got Gus, who's just like there for a Gus good time. Gus. Gus is Gus. So Sawyer was like a fireball and always amped up like a walking Red Bull can, kind of like Robus is. Yeah. So I don't know. Him and Baron were a very interesting contrast. And I'm not sure, not saying it was like a problem or anything, but like I said, I think Zerlag will come in and the vibes will be good. Like, yeah. you'll be having a good time, and it's just wiffle ball, guys. That's important. Right. <laughs> That's important for you guys having a winning mindset going into series when it's like everybody's getting along, you're happy to be out there. Yeah. makes a huge difference. It, makes it really a, does. It makes a huge difference. I like what you said there with the vibes being high. I when I when Like, what I saw online with the reaction, I don't think people were considering the vibes. The vibes. Which... which might sound dumb to say, but it's it's true. It really is. I'm not true. saying chemistry can win you games. I'm just saying it creates an environment where you're excited to go out there. You know, after say you work a job from eight to five p.m., you're excited to get out there after work, be with your friends, and win some games. Like, yeah, it's just the desire to win 
is higher when you're playing with your some of your best buddies. You Absolutely, know? it's it, it, and Drew it, has wanted Zerlag for many years. Many yes. years he's wanted to play with Zerlag. So yeah, it makes a difference, no doubt. So yeah, so I'm hoping for the best for both squads. I definitely think if you're a Gators fan who stuck it out through the tough times, this is something you can smile about. Finally, yeah, you you, you want to see you want to see again the irony of Zerlag trading himself is like it's it's hard not to talk about, but. You want to see them making some moves, yes, right? And yes. they did. So I know some of you, I'm sure, are upset that Zerlag is gone. However, I think it was just in his own personal best interest to make the switch. So I respect it, and I think it's cool mm-hmm. that he did that. Who's taking over as manager? To be determined. I don't know if it'll be a Cheatham, if it'll be a Jorgie. I think those are the top two candidates as of right now. I would have to imagine, um, yeah. But we shall see. They're kind of the and incumbents, like you said. Um, Everyone wants the Gators to get draft picks still because they have no picks yet. Right. So we'll see if whoever's whoever's calling the shots over there now. Let's see if they make any more moves before the uh, this whole hot stove season that wraps up. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. But best of luck to both guys is kind of the end of my end of my spiel there. Absolutely. But Jack, let's get into whiff of the week this week. You want the week? You want to lead us off? Sure. Um. So last week we record. Well, at least I was virtual um, mm-hmm. for our podcast recording. If you guys made it all the way to the end of that episode, which is doing really good. Shout out it all is. you watchers. That, uh, all you, you know, that's doing it's doing good. So um, we love to see those numbies. But if you if you made it to the end, uh, Tommy talked about how I had some car troubles and this is this was my whiff of the week. So uh, Sunday <laughs> last funny. week, I shouldn't laugh. You know, Sunday last week, uh, the two the two goals that I had to start the day were um, to change the headlight in my car that was out and to uh, watch the Lions win their first playoff game. Those were my those mm-hmm. are my two objectives. So the second one we got the first the more one, important one we got the, Jack. <laughs> the more important one we got. But the first one. I am not a, uh, I'm not much of like a car person. Uh, I am somewhat, I guess, handy in terms of like, if I can find out how to do it on the internet, I'll try to do it. You're a competent myself. guy. I, I, I like to think I'm somewhat competent. Um, so <laughs> for those of you who are around the area or anywhere in the Midwest, it's been so cold <laughs> recently, so cold. Um, but I had to get this headlight changed. It had been out for like a week. You know, it's not safe to drive. Um, and so I go out, um, you know, Sunday and long. I mean, I don't want to keep this story too, too long, but long story short, I spent probably realistically like three hours maybe trying to change oh. this headlight. And I don't really think it's be- it was because of my incompetence. Number one, I didn't really have the right tools. So I'm living, I'm living in an apartment. I got screwdrivers. That's mm-hmm. about it. Those are the tools I got. Yeah. So to change this, this headlight in the car I have, I pretty much had to rip off like the f- whole front half of the passenger side bumper with a screwdriver, um, with a screwdriver. So, uh, not easy, especially when it's one degree out. Um, so I'm like going in and out of the apartment, like warming up my hands I was gonna say, no because glove. my hands, you can't do it with like gloves. So I'm wearing like latex gloves. So you, you, it's my hands were like freezing. It'd yeah. be like 20 minutes and I couldn't feel my hands. Mm-hmm. So that took the, that made the process go on really long. Ultimately I changed the bulb in the headlight. I'm testing out the bulb. Both headlights work. So I'm like job finished. Like great job. It took a while. <laughs> took longer than job I well thought. Done. Job well done, Jack, you know, competent, um, fire up. And then, you know, obviously Go in, warm up, watch lines win, success, ready to go on Monday. So fired up and go start my car in the morning, fired up, headlight not on. Oh, <laughs> headlight is out God. again. Um, so 
took it to took it to a uh, oil change place and just had them look at it real quick. And ultimately, it wasn't due to my incompetence, so I want that on the record. Um, but really, it was sort of like kind of a wiring issue with the headlight and and the connection there. And it's kind of like you know you got to get it in like just the right spot for the headlight to be on. So. Ultimately, I'll probably have to pay to get that replaced regardless because that's something I don't think I could do and research and would have the the tools to do that. Um, and so that was just a, that was a big whiff for me because it was like I was thinking about it all week. Nice. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I've never done this before. I'm going to learn. Do this. I did it. And then it was like, no, actually, you didn't do it. Um, but you, you did. You I did, did do it. Did but then job. but but it didn't end up working. So it was kind of a whiff. And then. Ultimately, I didn't want to drive, you know, an hour out to record here in the snow, in the dark with one headlight. So mm-hmm. that's why I recorded virtually. But that was my whiff of the week. That's a big whiff. And uh, it was a big whiff. I wouldn't say mine even comes close to comparison. Just the cold aspect. It was rough. I had people like walking around, like going in and out like of the apartment complex. And I could just tell they were kind of like, oh. this guy is like a psycho right now. Like, no, what you just feel bad, but yeah. it's like, thank God it's not me. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's one of those moments where I was like, glad my car is not having problems right yeah. now. Yeah. That stinks. Um, my wife's actually podcast related and it does have to do with a little bit of incompetence, but also it's not as easy <laughs> as you'd think it would be to do certain things. So I've been battling Jack between the phones that we used to film and my college laptop here that I used to run this whole operation for the last like several months I've been just battling with massive storage problems like every week it's like a grind because I got this is full phones full like everything's just lock jammed I'm trying to get things from one place to the other onto my external hard drive a mess right and I knew like that your computer does have things that are sort of hidden that are taking up a lot of space. Right. And I had done research research on it before, but the videos I watched were not really helping me locate it. And I didn't know what was safe to delete and what was not safe to delete. Yep. And that sort of thing. So I just kept dealing with it. But every week it was like I was getting closer and closer and closer to full before we even did any podcasting whatsoever. I'm like, I'm running out of real estate yeah. here. My cushion's getting smaller and smaller. What's going on? So finally, once again, I set out for the day. I'm like, today I'm figuring this out and I'm getting rid of this. And essentially what happens, Jack, is every time we do these podcasts, right, we're recording the audio in a program called Logic. Yep. And then I have to bring this audio out into the video editing software called Premiere Pro. Neither of which are sponsored by. Negative. <laughs> Bleep those out. Um, <laughs> people ask all the time what we use, so there you go. Okay, now you got it. You go. Um, and so long story short, every time you bring an audio file into the video editing software, it like creates a dupe of that just to have saved in it's like local storage in the cache file, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I finally, after clicking and clicking and clicking through folders, I find this folder that I'm like is with these audio files and guess how much storage was taken up by all of our podcast audio that I already have saved somewhere else externally, but was also being saved by the premiere. Like a hundred gigs? Like 140 gigabytes wow. of audio. Wow. <laughs> that was sitting there. And causing me all this problems for the last like months, and I'm talking like you know probably an hour of wasting time. And these are this is like so unnecessary. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was as simple as I did for just for my own mental sanity. I like copied all of it and put it on the external hard drive. Yeah, just to have them. But then once that took you know ten minutes to copy over those 100 gigs, I was just a simple delete, empty the trash can, and boom, I got 200 gigabytes of free space on the computer. Unbelievable. And we're good. So I felt stupid that I didn't do more research earlier on it, and but we we move on now. I know. 
You know what's what sneaky builds up on the phones are the group messages. Oh yeah. All I, the files I, last like the video when, we sent? when we recorded last week, my um I don't think it really messed up whatever you needed to do editing wise, but my video that I was recording actually got cut short mm-hmm. um from my phone and I went and looked at my story. They may have noticed that it and, cut to your virtual camera after like very close to the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. So it, you guys might have noticed that um storage issue and I looked at the storage and it's like I have like 20 gigs in messages. Yeah. I might have more than that to be honest, but like, I like to insane. save my messages though. I, so, do records, yeah. so do I. Cause it's, it's so do I cuz it's it's so funny. Keep it's so, on everybody. The group messages too. Like <laughs> I know it's it's, but, but it's good my, to scroll through. My, like my friends will go through days where it's like the, there's no activity in the group chat. No activity. And then it's like I look at my phone after work and I have like 180 unread text messages from just like the one group chat. So it's uh, like, these are building up like mm-hmm. fast. Like you get a couple of those yeah, days, you get fired, you, you, you get firing and, and you don't delete those. I mean, you're going to run out of storage. One, one piece of advice I have for you there is you can delete attachments if you want. So if you go into your storage settings, you can see like review large attachments and say one of your friends like sent a video. Yeah. Like, two years ago that's like 200 megabytes you can just get rid of that and then mm. you won't have it in the group chat anymore i think it can try to get it from the cloud but you like won't have it on your phone readily available anymore that is very helpful but you can try that's that. very helpful you can try that but that was my whiff um and that was jack's with his car so car storage um and hopefully you guys didn't have too many whiffs this week one more segment we wanted to bring back and it was actually popularly demanded by you guys was the queue of the day now i will say that everyone's like we want queue of the day we want queue of the day you got to ask us questions, guys. Yeah. We got like two questions and they were both repeats that we've already discussed before. So that was kind of the reason we originally went away from this stopped. segment That's why is because stopped. the questions that we were getting were questions that we had already addressed. And mm-hmm. so for those people that may not have heard us address it, we understand that you want to know that. But for our listeners that are here every single week, we can't just be answering the same questions over Correct. and over again. So ask some thoughtful, detailed questions and we will get to them. But... Because there's a demand for Q of the day, Jack had the idea of like, well, Tom, why don't we just bring our own questions to the show? Just bring our own. Whether it's wiffle ball related or it's personal or maybe a little bit of both. Um, Could be anything. Let's bring some questions to the, to the show. So what do you got? What's your Q? I want you to go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. My question's really mean. I got to be honest. All right, let's go. Let's see it. Let's hear it. All right, you're going to hate me for this. And so will the listeners. But Jack, you can't have both. You got to choose one or the other. Would you rather have... The Magic win another championship this coming season or the Lions win the Super Bowl? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I thought that I was mean, a good question. Uh, you know what? And you to, know, to, to, be everyone, fair, to be fair, I will answer okay. after you do. Um, I mean, I can't win in this situation to answer no. this question, but I just got to go with my gut. I We won a championship already. The Lions have never won a Super Bowl. So okay. I would I would want to see the Lions win a Super Bowl. That's a pretty good justifiable and answer. I think the Magic, if we didn't win it next year, would have chances in the future to win it again. In the NFL, it's like, you know, it's we have in, eight teams right now yeah. at MLW. In the NFL, there's 32 teams, and yeah. the chances of getting back there are so, so small. Mm-hmm. So if I had the option, I'd, I'd have to go with, with my boys in blue. You know, the Mallards, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The, the Mallards, I feel like I'm going to get slammed. The, the, the Mallards have not won a World Series in many years now. We haven't really won one in the modern era. But, Jack, man, it's a tough one. And there's just, you guys don't live in the city that we do. And the amount of, <laughs> the amount of people in my life that would be so happy if the Lions were to win yeah. versus the people that are in my direct circle that would be so happy that the Mallards won 
would be non-comparable. Right. We're thinking about big, so bigger impacts. I'm here. thinking about the world, the, the, the world, world around the me, world, the community around me. The city would be revived. I mean, last week they this said this nation needs a Lions. It Super really Bowl. does. It really does. I think it's for the common good that the Lions <laughs> would win before the Mallards do. So, I like. That. While I think both are possible, actually, I think the Mallards have a better chance. But both can happen. But if mm-hmm. I had to choose one or the other, I would go with the Detroit Lions also. That's funny. So my question, it's funny you did a would you rather because I had a lot of would you rathers pop into my head. Um, but this was one, and maybe we should put up a poll because I think maybe our, our listeners well, can, can vote on this too. I can do too. a poll on Spotify. So you go to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Do you go water on the brush, toothpaste, or do you go toothpaste and then whole brush under the water? I go option C. I go. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I didn't know there was an option C. I, I I wet it a little bit, I think, and, and then, then you go both, paste, and then you go back, and then I double dip. You know what? I'm happy you said that. I mean, that I think that's the way to do it. I I go. You really, I, you really don't need to do any water, do you? Technically, I I mean, you. I think so. I think you need to okay. wet it a little bit. It okay. might be uncomfortable if you don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really I do. don't know for the record. But I was always a water the brush guy first. And then put the paste on because it's like if you put the paste on and then water it, the water just gets like splashed well, off. Kind sometimes of with the paste. also you lose the paste, which is tragic. And you lose the paste. If and you then lose you're the like, paste, you get a glob in the sink. Like, yes. Aw. And then you got to clean the sink. And, and then, then you got to okay, repaste your question. brush. This is a bit more into your hygiene. If you go for the water and you lose a glob of paste, like everything's off. You just yeah. get total. Do you just gone. pick it up? Do you scoop or do you leave? I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I'll admit it. I, you I've all done, have done it too. Done, You've all done, done it too. too. You've all done, done it too. too. It's scoop. disgusting, but you've done it. I mean, um, if you keep your sink clean, it's not that gross. I no, wash our sinks not. at least it's once not. a week. Here. And it is like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then part two, follow up. Okay. What do you use? What temperature is the water when you're brushing your teeth? Is it cold or is it like warm? It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know a certain someone that uses like warm water. And when I found that out, I thought it was like. Is it your wife? Bu- yeah, I, didn't know, sorry, <laughs> I thought it was crazy. And then I asked some other people and they were like, oh, yeah, like it's like it, it was kind of split. It was mm-hmm. kind of split. The people I asked. That was fun. I like that. Yeah, that was fun. To bring that back. Very random. We still can call it Q of the day and we will still mix in fan questions. Yeah. If you again, like it can be like, oh, Jack, my questions from a fan. Guys, if you guys. Or maybe I'll yeah maybe I'll just say it's from a fan and it's really not from a fan. You guys will never know. But no, if you no, if we'll you, give you a shout out. If you yeah, if you submit um, quality questions that we haven't talked about fifty times, then we would love to break them down on the pod. But if not, and you guys want to hear Q of the day, we figured this was a good way to to bring it back here. All right. Well, if you guys haven't noticed already, we are in our award show attire. You guys are getting the early scoop there that the theme is eighties workout out magic, loosely. Magic's champs yeah, here. The you hats guys will forgot be, that we won. If you, in case you forgot, Jack's repping, um, and those hats will probably be on sale this coming weekend. So if you want to get a magic hat, there's not a lot of them. So jump will on you, it. Will these shirts be on sale? Those are already on sale. These those are already, already on sale. sale. Yes, a lot of you guys already got those. But if you want the hat to get the Jack fit here, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of hats. I'm talking. We're barely in double digits. So if you want a hat. Get you one. guys, you guys saw me open this hat on the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. The, I am a hat guy. We've established that. This is like this is it checks the it, boxes. This is launching. Its stock is rising into my favorite hats of all the hats I own. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of like even what's on the hat, like this is a comfortable hat. It fits. I think you guys would like it. A yeah, lot. I'm a very picky hat guy. It's awesome. Very picky hat guy. Oh, real quick, I was at Dick's buying a hat for the Lions game last weekend. 
And the employees probably thought I was a psycho, dude. There was a stack of probably 15 of the same hat. I grabbed all of them <laughs> and went to the mirror and tried on every single one. They're all different. The best one. But anyways, that hat does meet the criteria yes. of what I look for in a hat. So, yes, Absolutely. I agree. If you are a Magic fan, don't have any Magic gear yet, or if you already have some gear and want to add to your collection, this is a phenomenal piece. Or if you're, you know, say like a Preds fan and you want to root for a real franchise, go grab one. The bandwagon's open. The unlike, bandwagon's unlike Dan Campbell, this bandwagon's <laughs> open. Right, Dan right. Campbell says, get out of our way if you weren't already on the train. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. All right. Speaking of Dan Campbell, too, to wrap this one up, we are going to um, go back forward in time and we'll give you guys a quick five-minute rundown of the NFL weekend as this is still Saturday prior to both those games. So we'll wrap up with that and uh, we'll see you there. On the field, a charging team that will not yield and win the blue and silver wave. Stand and cheer the brave. Rah, rah, rah! Down the field and gang. A lion's victory. Go, Lions! Oh, I like Come the on. roar at the end there. Uh, what a weekend, fellas. What a weekend. We're alive. We are Come alive, on. baby. We're alive. Come on, Jack. We're live. We are live. Fire up. Fire up. What a weekend. Um, pretty solid games all around, huh, Jack? I said we talk about all four real quick. Any surprises on your end? Bills fans. Oh, Bills fans. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I I mean, the first, the first game, you. you know, the first game, I feel like you kind of had to expect the Ravens were going to take care of business there. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the other three games were all just like phenomenal games, like instant classic games. Uh, the Lions won. The Lions one felt like the Lions were controlling ish for most of the game and the Bucks were kind of hanging on. Um, but the other two games were just like instant classics. And yeah, man, the, the Bills fans, I feel for you guys. I, I really do. It, it's just like you get you get a guy like Josh Allen on your team and to not breakthrough in the playoffs like year after year just hurts even more it's one thing if you're a team like the Packers that you have like you know your whole future still in front of you because you kind of just figured out that Jordan Love you know is going to be a good quarterback but if you're the Bills fan it's like every year that goes by that you don't win something with Josh Allen you're just like well that's another year like on his career um another year of hits you know um so I feel for you guys for sure. But yeah, that that's like, I think that's my favorite football weekend of the year by far. I had this same discussion. I think it was with you, Jack, at the award show that, yeah, I think the pro- weekend probably was, was the probably was four games. 
you got four games. Usually they're all pretty good, whereas Wild Card Weekend, you get six games, but they're usually not as competitive. Conference championships yep. are usually great, but you only have two games. So I agree, Divisional Weekend is the best, uh, and it wrapped up well for us on Sunday with the Lions winning. We were in control, Jack, like you said. Packers, we had a lot of Packers fans, which I appreciate, even though we don't like you guys. Uh, you guys have been nice to us this postseason. <laughs> And, uh, man, you guys almost did it. Like you were saying in the comments last week, I was replying to all you guys saying, Packers win, Lions win, it's NFC Championship in Detroit. And, gosh, was it close. I was rooting for the Packers, of course, because I wanted that last home game. Would have been crazy. So, Packers fans, nothing to hang your heads about, though. I think you'd be in a similar boat to us. If We'll be in a similar boat as you if we lose this weekend. Like, okay, this team did more than we wanted them to do this year, and now it's gravy. And you guys went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the NFL. So, good season to the Packers. Not what I love to see, Jack, as a Lions fan who thought the division was going to be easy here for the next few years, and now the Packers seem to be a force to be reckoned with. Again, seems like you guys always have an elite quarterback, so those should be some fun games in the years to come, but Lions are still chugging somehow, some way, and maybe I'm crazy, Jack, but I feel like we can win this game in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, this is the NFL, man. Anyone can beat anyone. I'm not going to rule it out by any means. I think probably, you know, I don't know. You look at the raw... You, just judging by the rosters, it's like oh, they got I weapons. feel like they're pretty they're pretty even teams. They might have a few more you know guys on their roster. Um, I think it's really just going to come down to like the the game plans from both both teams. You know whoever whoever's got the best game plan, um, I think is really gonna is gonna take this one. But uh, I don't know. I anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm not ruling it out. Anything can happen. I'm definitely nervous for the game. It almost feels fake because I've never seen the Lions play in an important game like this to this magnitude. But yeah. um, if we lose, it'll sting. But I think in the grand scheme, I'm like, wow, that was a really fun season, you know. And we did. We got the home playoff win. We got two home playoff wins. So this is gravy at this point. Mm-hmm. If this team goes to San Fran and wins, and we go to a Super Bowl, I'm not sure I'll be able to even like watch the Super Bowl. I'll be so nervous. I'll be throwing up or something. But um, yeah, I. I- I don't know what I'll do if we get there. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even think about that. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to just like focus through this week. You know what I mean? Like just in the other things I have to take care of in life. Cause it's just like all I'm thinking. Yeah, about. Yeah, it is. Like, oh it's, my gosh, it's a fun distraction, I guess, which isn't always a great thing, but <laughs> it's a fun distraction nonetheless. <laughs> and it's been cool, of course, cause we're, you know, local Lions people living in Michigan, Southeast Michigan, close proximity to the Lions. So all Lions fans everywhere. This isn't like, colleges where you're rooting for Michigan or Michigan State where we're from this is everyone's one pride the line so it's been a lot of fun just seeing everyone come together at you know different restaurants for the game and downtown Detroit everything I've done has been so fun so it's definitely been a a fun few weeks in terms of you know the weekends they've been fun giving us something to do have a good time absolutely man can't wait but yeah not too much more on that guys well I'm sure we'll check in with you next Monday and if we're still standing oh boy (laughs) it'd be a miracle but I'm hoping for the best. So uh, if you guys, once again, I said this last week, but we appreciate all the support we got for the Lions in the comments. And if your team got knocked out recently or if you weren't on the bandwagon yet, root for the Lions this weekend. They play at uh, 6.30 on Sunday night. And if you're a Pipe It Up listener that hasn't watched a lot of football, um, tune in. NFL is great. And um, sometimes me and Jack have, <laughs> have gone back and forth on that, but hopefully some good football this weekend. Tune in and root for our Lions. We'd appreciate it. Um, Jack, we should throw up a story maybe at like halftime, giving our updates on the situation if it's close. The fans might I, like I, that. I love that idea. I funny. love that idea. But all right, guys. Well, thank you so much again for tuning in. Hopefully, another great episode that you all enjoyed very much. But for now, Casey Bennett operates the scoreboard at the Missouri women's basketball team games, and we will see you all next week. Oh,
Stop it up. 